welcome to Me, My Wife, and Sports. I'm your host, Fitz, with my co-host, Darcy, and also my wife. Hello. We will be discussing various sport topics and giving our opinions and perspective of those uh, sport topics. Some of the information will be statistical that we would get from some of the experts, but a lot of it will be just our take and outlook on sports. And in the near future, we'll have some guest speakers, some that you may know, and a whole lot that you will not know. But uh, we're going to make this fun and enjoyable. And without further ado, let me introduce my wife again, Darcy. Darcy? Hi, everyone. I'm Darcy, and I am an avid sports fan of all sports, been a sports fan for a very long time. And this is one of the things that Fitzgerald and I do together. And so we thought that uh, it'd be interesting to give a husband and wife perspective of our version of Monday morning quarterbacking sports. And so here we are. Yeah. And this should be fun because a lot of times we do agree and a lot of times we disagree when it comes to various sports and players and the way things are ran in the sports industry. Just a little background on me. I played sports pretty much all my life, all the way up to the collegiate level with basketball. And uh, recently we retired. And also my wife is retired. So we thought this would be a good opportunity to share some insight. Well, with our first topic today, we will be discussing a recap of the NFL season, which I know some folks are happy that it's over. Others wish it would last longer. (laughs) I guess depending on your team, you're happy if it's over. Right. And just so you know, Darcy and I are both Cowboy fans. So turn the radio back on. We're going to talk about more than the Cowboys. We're going to be objective. We're going to be fair. Yes, we are. And we're going to have some folks who are close friends who we debate with a lot who have different teams as well. So you'll get a a, a well-rounded perspective and it just won't be us talking about the Cowboys for the most part. And we take them very seriously. With that said, Darcy, season has come to an end and we've had Super Bowl this past Sunday. So give us your thoughts on the season overall and any insights you might have or perspective on what some teams may or should do. So let's see, the NFL this season, the 20, it was a 2023 season, right? Correct. So I guess, you know, as things go, it was a pretty good season. It was a pretty decent season. Um, The Cowboys did what we expected them to do. I think the Chiefs did what a lot of people expected them to do. The Eagles, we really thought that they were going to go much further than what they did. Well, you thought I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's some people out there that would agree with me. I mean, they just kind of fell apart in the end. I don't know what's happening with them. Miami. Well, I don't don't know what happened with Miami. I mean, I think everybody thought Miami was going to go much further than they did as well. I had hopes for Baker Mayfield. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan, so. Yeah, his time, Tampa though. Bay. His time is come and gone, though. Come on. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it's Tampa Bay I don't, I, or, you know, if he needs to be with a different team. C.J. Stroud and Houston, 
they did very well. Well, I'm glad you mentioned them because I wasn't a big C.J. Stroud fan. And just so for the listeners to know that we do a fantasy league, and I was thinking about drafting him as one of my fantasy quarterbacks as a, a dark horse, so to speak. And he actually turned out to do and did well, but I didn't draft him. I went with total different direction, which I won't say the team that I went with or the quarterback I went with. Well, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared now. Who was your quarterback? Well, we're just... I don't remember. See? You saving that for another episode? We'll save that for okay, another okay. episode. All right. But I really was drawn to the Panthers during the playoffs. I mean, they really, really surprised me. And I think they are going to be a team to contend with in the future once they get some... The uh, Panthers, that's Bryce Young. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. Bryce Young. See, right. Yeah, See, come on. She, she's correcting me already. But I know... C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Okay. I know Stroud. And, and Stroud, yeah. Yes. And the Texans. I know, and the Texans, even though... My loyalty is with the Cowboys. I can't have two Texans in my life. But uh-huh. I was impressed with this young man's performance and so forth. So I look forward to seeing more of him because he didn't play like a rookie. He was well composed and everything. So Yeah, he he's just a good person. He seems to be grounded. He seems to be a good leader. His parents are very in- involved. He's got a strong faith. He's just the complete package. And the team really got on board and supported him. And I think that's what made all the difference. Not saying that other teams didn't get behind their quarterbacks, because I think they do. But you can tell that those factors with CJ really helped propel him because he had a rough start. He did. He did. He had a really rough start, but they got it together and they came, they came much further than what we thought. So, um, well, a lot is expected of a, a quarterback in the NFL. They're looked at as the leader and sort of the rudder that steers the ship. And as a rookie coming in, that's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're a 23 year old, 22 year old in the NFL, and you got guys that are 28, 30 plus looking at you for, okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just other teams of interest. New England, I don't know what, you know, they got some decisions to make in New England, coaching and quarterback-wise, because I don't know what they're going to do with Mac Jones. Well, they already made the coach decision. Who's going to be the coach? Mayo is the coach for New England. Okay. Yeah. You mean that do something that you didn't know? Yeah, (laughs) well, it happens every now and then. (laughs) The Giants. Oh, and my, you know, the other team, the Jets. Oh. oh, and Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, who saw that? Come on. Nobody saw that. You know, we watched right. Hard Knocks, HBO. Right. Uh, if you want to give us some sponsorship, HBO, we're giving y'all a shout out. But we watched that show and really, you know, thought the Jets were going to be like the underdog. Right. And, you know, Aaron is coming in to save the day. And that secondary first was game, looking good. Yeah. Oh, my God. The first game. And he's done. I want to share something uh, with the. Uh, Listeners, like I stated, we have a fantasy league, which actually Darcy has been the commissioner for over 13 years running it. And one of our best friends had the first pick and he picked Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. So you know how it went from there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was it. It was over. But yeah, who saw that coming? Right. Like, so 
what's in store for the Jets? They got uh, Brees Hall back. They had Dalvin Cook on the team. Right. They had Garrett Wilson. I mean, they had so many weapons, and they just couldn't get that quarterback position right. Right. You know, they they put Zach Wilson in. They take Zach Wilson out. They try so many different combinations, and it just never came together. So, So do you think then that it was the uncertainty of the coaches not having the trust in those players? Of course, they made a... A lot of mistakes, but you think about it, if Aaron Rodgers is there and made those mistakes, would he have gotten pulled as quickly no. as the rest? Aaron probably wouldn't have made those mistakes, first of all, and he definitely That's why wouldn't, I said if. He wouldn't have gotten pulled. I think Aaron getting hurt and going out as quickly as he did threw the rhythm of the whole team off, just like the fan base and everybody else. I agree. Just like it took everybody out of their rhythm. And not to say that Zach wasn't prepared and ready to go because he had been the quarterback last season. But, you know, you got Aaron coming in and he he comes in. You now are the backup quarterback. He might have been on the sideline checking his phone when he was supposed to be paying attention because he was like, hey, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) You know, it's going to be a while before I get put in the game. And and then he got put in the game. He was like, crap. Right. It's switching gears a little bit since we're in the DMV. Let's talk about those commanders. Oh, the commanders. One thing that we've been watching the commanders for years, and again, I'm not an expert. Hell, last time I played football was in high school. But one of the things... And then you get hit once and you're just like, that's it? We didn't have to talk about that. <laughs> 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 one thing... Uh, is that all you remember? That's all I remember I, about your you football days. You don't remember me kicking field goals or running... I was, was going to say, playing defensive you got end. hit once and then you wanted to be the kicker. Uh, all right. Despite being 6'5". But that's okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Touche. But one of the things that, since we are big Cowboy fans, and of course, Cowboys and Commanders are big rivalries, one of the things that I've always noticed with the Commanders, they rotated a lot of quarterbacks in, but they didn't give an offensive line for them to protect their quarterback. So no matter who you would put back there, it just didn't matter. And now that Rivera is out, and of course, they hired a Dallas prodigy, uh, <laughs> Quinn. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. I have my own opinions about the head coach and him running the team or navigating that team to be better. And of course, they got new ownership and a lot of different things. But you can't forget that they led the league in allowing their quarterback to get sacked nonstop. This year they did? For 2023. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Sam Howell led the league in some offensive stats as well, didn't he? I do not know. I believe he did. The most yards or something for quarterbacks. I mean, it was very clear the impact that the Belimini, the new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. had coming in from Kansas City. The impact that he had on the commanders, I have to be careful not to say their old name because we've been in the area when they had that old name. But it was very clear the impact that he had on them, but it was also very clear that that was not enough. Right. So the commanders have gone through 
these transitions for years. It's funny, though, we did talk about how Chase Young must have felt. <laughs> well, he uh, leaving him, the yeah, commanders in right. He seemed like traded. he was, was, he, he was traded, or I, was he a free agent? I, I think he was traded. Okay, and he just seemed re-energized with San Francisco. But again, with Washington having all their woes, it makes it difficult to play in an environment like that. That's no different than you going into your office every day and you got all these issues from employees to coworkers and so forth. So it, it makes it rough, very much so. And of course, the commanders had a bottom five quarterback situation, but they were top three in pass rate overall, you know, so. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to, you know, now that now Dan Quinn is coming in, he's a defensive guy. Right. But. Defense does win. No, I'm sorry. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, you said it right. Okay. I know it's going to be interesting. Next season will be very, very interesting. Very much so. We will see. Now, moving on to uh, another topic, which I found very interesting, and maybe it's just me. But uh, the awards that were given out for, like, MVP, a top offensive player, top defensive player of the league, what is your thoughts on Lamar Jackson getting the MVP of the league but not does not get the offensive player of the league? To me, those go hand in hand. If you're going to choose an offensive player as the MVP at quarterback position at that, who gives these awards? I are these the NFL? Does the NFL give like player of the year? Are these the... These are for the NFL, but I, I think sports writers vote on it, okay, I believe. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Who's voting on it? Yeah. Well, okay, so they really wanted to give Lamar. They had to acknowledge Lamar. I mean, I just think he... And he deserved to be acknowledged, first of all. he He's done so much for the Baltimore Ravens. Right. And he's been just a great player, a great person. And so he really deserved to be acknowledged. Now, what award did he get? Refresh my memory. He, he, he was received, He received the MVP award. He was the, the MVP. League. So then there was that whole big discussion about well MVP being awarded to someone not in the Super Bowl. Well, not so much not in the Super Bowl, but non-quarterback position. Well, but not in the Super Bowl, too, because normally it goes to a quarterback who's in the Super Bowl. So that's really, it was a lot of talk around making that change. And so I think that if you're going to give it to someone who is not in the Super Bowl, who has affected their team, then Lamar would have been that person. Who else was like right knocking on that door? So is it, it, that did as well as the Ravens did. So then with that thought process, do you think by them giving the offensive player of the year to McCaffrey, that was a consolation and like, okay, we gave the MVP to a quarterback. Yeah, well, they wanted but, to they wanted they wanted to give something to McCaffrey too. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, everybody got something, you know. Right. It's one of those situations where if we could get everybody a trophy, you know, maybe we would, but we can't. So, okay, here we go. This is how we're going to do it. To try, not just to try to appease the players, but to try to make the fans calm the fans as well. Because I think the fans were the ones that were really 
upset about it right. always being a quarter a player in the Super Bowl, right. and particularly the quarterback. When they kept saying that the quarterback throws the ball, but he's not catching the ball, the quarterback hands off the ball, but he's not running the ball. I mean, right. you know, he's yeah, he's the guiding force on the field, but he's not doing everything. So right, but when the quarterback is almost like the scapegoat because when they're winning, the quarterback gets the accolades. Of course, the other players, if they're really dominant, are put in the mix. But also when they lose, it all goes yeah, well, on the quarterback. But that's business. Yeah, true. You know, and the NFL is nothing but a business. You're right. And every one of those 32 t- individual teams is nothing but a business. <laughs> and so when you, their office is just a big field. Right, and, right. You know, the quarterback is the the CEO and the CFO and the COO on that field on any given Sunday. So, so they get to take the praise when it's good and they take the the blame when it's bad. Yeah. But the accolades go to the workers and the workers are the players. Right, right. Fair enough. Moving on. The defensive player of the year went to Miles Garrett, which I thought was he plays for Cleveland, Cleveland defensive Browns. end. Yeah. And I thought that was well deserved, even though my heart was fun with Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, but, yeah. You know, they were double teaming, triple teaming him, you know, so it made things difficult for him to get his numbers up yeah. and all that. But to me, they should take that into account too. But either way, my I love Miles Garrett as well. I mean, he, he was a beast. Yeah, he was. So that that would that would have been a good one. Like, you know, I don't pay that much attention to awards. I yeah. just feel like it's Popularity contest in some some cases. It's very political. But I I, I think Miles Garrett actually deserved it and earned it. So maybe not every position, but maybe some of the key positions like the quarterback position. You know, they should go to the system of, uh, there was a show on, oh, I can't think of, maybe it was ESPN or... NFL, but it's like when they do the countdown of like the top 100 players. Right. And the players get to pick mm-hmm. who the 100 players are. They should do that with these awards. It should be the players who say, who vote for who they think is the MVP, right. and who they think is the defensive player. Then that gives more credibility to those awards. Because the players, they are the only ones that really know what it takes to get that job done. True, true. We don't see the ins and outs of everyday life for those guys. Well, from what I I did, a quick uh, research while you were talking, and the NFL MVP award is voted on by the Associated Press and the AP. And yeah, that's so sports writers, and if if they favor a player or a team exactly. or if say I'm a player and I'm not giving that interview right. to that particular paper it's, or a sports writer, and does that, that taint it? That's my point. Let the players pick the MVP. What does the associated, that's the case. Let me pick the MVP. I know more about sports than they probably do. And they're, they're going their own prejudices and their own biases will come into play because the player who doesn't want to doesn't feel like talking that day if his name appears on on a ballot they're going to remember that and they're not going to vote for that person right yeah and 
I think they made a, a slight change to the process, but still, it's not what you were indicating, having the players yeah. be part of that piece from what I've seen or read. But that could get tainted as well. Yeah, It's really no perfect system out there that I'm aware of that'll work. So we got to go with the best that we have. And at this point, this is it. Also, too, for our listeners, if you want to comment on anything that we have discussed, you can shoot us an email at me, my wife, and sports, all one word, at yahoo.com. Again, that's me, my wife, and sports at yahoo.com. And what we'll do, we'll read through questions or comments and uh, address some of them on our next episode. All right. So you got all these top players, and we talked about awards for some of these guys and so forth. What do you think is uh, the key to this upcoming draft? Well, before we go to the draft, before we go to the draft, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Now, see, I, I was going to say that for last, but okay. Full disclosure: I fell asleep on the last part of the Super Bowl because it just got boring to me. So I watched the whole thing. He watched the whole thing, and he woke me up to tell me what was happening. But I fell asleep. But the next morning, as I Monday morning quarterback, so many things in retirement, they were talking about the fact that San Francisco players openly admitted. They did not know the rules for overtime. Well, I blame the coaching staff on that. Just like any business, everybody has a role to play, and you're supposed to know the guidelines when, especially you going into the biggest game of your life. I mean, like, how does that happen that you don't know the rules for the parameters of the game? that you're playing. I just don't understand that. And I I get that the NFL rule book is ridiculous in its how big it is and the changes that are made are numerous every year. But right. For something like that, I was just totally floored when I was reading on the internet that the San Francisco players right. admitted that they didn't know the rules for overtime in the game right. and how the rules are different in overtime and how the rules have changed right. from even last year but, in that it used to be, and you guys can listening correct me if I'm wrong, but it used to be that first team, the score, with a touchdown, won the game. But now, first, both teams get a chance to score. So if you elect to receive the ball, then you have to get a touchdown so right. that you're up. Each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball in right. overtime, which is part of the new postseason Exactly. Rules. So when they got down there, I guess, and they kicked the field goal, and then you give Patrick Mahomes the ball, he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, if you're a Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm not taking anything away from him. He, he's a great player, but I think people are putting him way ahead. Uh, yeah, but I Trying mean, to compare him against Brady and some of the other yeah, well, notables. You know, I, I'm not into that. I'm just into, like, know the rules. Right. Know the rules. So who do you blame for? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
because there's so many individual coaches and overall it's the head coach's job. So, you know, Mike Shanahan should have said, okay, if we we're going to receive the ball and we can't get nothing less than, I mean, not Mike, Kyle. Kyle Shanahan should have said, we're going to receive the ball and there's nothing, we're not going to get anything less than a touchdown is, is satisfactory. That was just very interesting, but it was a boring Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty good because it wasn't a blowout. The game, It was close game and it had a lot of twists and turns in the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, it was interesting, but yeah, it'll be a lesson to everybody. Right. Now, I bet you now in, in the off season, Everybody's been told, read the rule book, <laughs> not just the playbook, read the rule book. As long as they don't change and, you it, know, right? I challenged, I challenged uh, fans to know the rules as well, because I'm sure a lot of fans were wondering why they do the things that they do sometimes. Well, a lot of us fans are seasonal fans, and then you have those fans who research and yeah. study this year-round. So, I get it. Like I, me. <laughs> But you're always ready at the start of the season. You know the new players. Yeah. You you know the capabilities and all that. Now all you have to do is just win one of your uh, fantasy. <laughs> win in my own fantasy league. How about that? <laughs> right. Even though I've won twice and was a recent winner. Yeah, but I thought this... we were going to talk about that. So let's move on. <laughs> well, since you got me on the other sports piece about the kicking mm-hmm. and so forth. Well, this has been a a great conversation and. Unfortunately, we only have 30 minutes to discuss, which we probably could keep going, but we will not. And with that said, one of the things I think uh, we can do is, again, respond to some of those emails that we receive. And hopefully uh, down the road, we'll make this show live and can uh, get some call-ins and all those good things. With that said, Darcy, any last words? No, I just, it's been fun. And and this is just conversations that we have amongst ourselves. So if there's any other topics that you all are having out there amongst yourself, share them and we'll do that as well. And in parting, remember, your mate is a reflection of you. All right. And just so everyone to know as well, next week, we will be discussing paying college athletes and endorsements. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? and women and the equality in sports. So look forward to talking with you guys and hope you enjoyed the show.